Stimp Digital presents Idle Game Chat. Cool. So Logan, what's this power world all about? Where'd you start? Wow, you I don't really want. see what what's got everyone hooked on it. Or Eight million copies them. sold on Steam. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know whether it's because Pokemon has just been such a sack of disappointing shite. I mean, I say that it's everyone's enjoyed it, but below. The technical hit. issues have been fucking yeah. annoying. And you have to play it on that Switch and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So I guess the idea that you could play Pokemon Light, I mean, I call it Light, it's not Light, it's Pokemon Plus, really. Yeah. Um, it, uh, with mods, essentially, as I understand it, kind of is attractive to people. But... Um, it sounds fucking bizarre. I haven't seen a lot of it, and I haven't read too much into it. It kind of caught me, and probably most people to a certain degree, by absolute surprise. Well, no, no, no. How... Not, not that the the competitors in the fantasy gaming league are the most, you know, attached to the gaming industry. But sixty odd games didn't get a sniff. So clearly, no. not on anyone's radar. I certainly didn't have any. I think it had been shown at like an. Cause it's on Game Pass as well. So even that really is sort of slipped by that it's sitting there mm. on that Game Pass and yeah, 8 million people thought, well, I'll just buy it because it's what 30 quid, I think, or 26 quid at the moment. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's just, it It reminds me of Valheim. I don't know if you remember that from a couple of years back, Good 2021. Mm. I mean, that ended up shipping, I think, like 6 to 7 million by like mm. May of 2021. Um, but even even I ended up jumping on that with the likes of Sir Dave and Paper and and others. Yeah. And it was an again similar thing, early access and so not complete, but it was getting you know great press. And yeah, this this Power World. I know people go, well, it was it was in this showcase, it was there. I I knew it was going to be. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. You you better when you first saw it, you thought that looks fucking stupid. There's fucking Pokemon mm. running around with guns. Yeah. Which is ridiculous, but it's it's actually a survival game. It's hard. It's Minecraft Pokemon with guns, as I understand it. That's basically mm. they've ripped Arc. off two elements. Yeah, ripped off Pokemon, ripped off Minecraft. Then you, there's also this third element where you can give the pals guns, which yeah. is it, it, you're and right. Jobs. It sounds batshit crazy, um, but plenty for people arguably to get their teeth into has it appeared in any because i know you follow more of a streaming culture than i do or mm. even like eclipse culture is it has it appeared in any of those no those places you frequent because i know that a lot of those are like call of duties and you know yeah i mean competitive multiplayer like, stuff but i wonder if stuff like this where it gets so big that they think oh i'll, ju I'll just jump in for a day or two just to see what it's all about because everyone's waffling about it I mean, look, like this isn't the sort of game. If I would be really shocked if someone like Doctor Disrespect jumps on this. It's just not what he's about. Like he will play the single trend. player games, but he will play ones that he thinks look interesting. Like he he played Last of Us. He's done um, like good games, arguably. He doesn't get snarled up in 
flash it in the pans things so, is the way to put it. You think this will be a flash in the pan then? Well, yeah. Eight million cotton. And that's, uh, that's no. That's no. Matter, they sold eight million. No, so this made, is what I'm saying. Like it's, it's, they've it's done, done what they need to do. But yeah. I'm just saying I don't. I don't know. You, these sort of things don't tend to. I mean, look for everyone that catches you off guard. There's like a Fortnite, which somehow manages. There's a Rocket League. There's there are these games out there that that come from arguably nowhere to be like to have longevity, mm. but they are the exception to the rule, not the rule. Like most of these sort of games have this sort of initial peak and then plateau and then die a death of some sort. Not completely, but back down to a level and I don't know. This feels like the sort of game, especially if uh, the Pokemon company apply a bit more of a firm hand. Could, well, and not was... to perhaps spoil the <laughs> the thunder, but I think that's well, perhaps it. where where you could see it struggle. Yeah, as I say, it may well be a flash in the pan for legal reasons, if nothing else, because um, when mm. it first was kind of getting some traction, probably about a week or maybe ten days ago. Mm. There was the comparisons have already been drawn up, and they say this looks almost identical to X Pokemon. And there are some that look eerily yeah. similar, let's just say that. Mm. So the question was, why haven't the Pokemon company got involved? And a lot of people said, why haven't Nintendo got involved? Because they are mm. infamous for shutting down any sort of IP infringement. I remember there was a Metroid one remake that was being put out and they let it happen. They let the, they knew it was happening. There were trailers for it. As soon as it was released publicly, it went, right, that's gone, like almost within a day. So they're not, they're not against just getting rid of these things if it's infringing mm. on what they seem to be their IP. The, the difference with Pokemon is that it's like, it's, it's like the Pokemon company, I think, have a majority share. Nintendo have 33%. Game Freak mm. have... It's all a bit of a, a fuck up, but essentially it's the Pokemon company's... Um, kind of gig to, to do this and they will have access to Nintendo should they need to I think for, for lawyers and whatnot. but yeah mm. they, they, they've now come out and said look we're investigating this we've not granted any permission for the use of any Pokemon IP or assets so they're just sort of covering backsides off with that mm. and um, I guess my point on this is that actually whatever happens with Power World whether it's given the green light and they get away with it or it's dragged through the mud um ultimately will be the factual story because it, it, either it is or it isn't at this stage and mm. like the lawyers that get involved aren't amateurs so if there's some if there's a case to be made mm. they will make it and we'll hear about it if it goes away then apparently it's not quite as perhaps um egregious as what some people are, are saying so yeah it's a bit of a a strange one it's in a bit of flux i can only imagine mm. i mean it's the question <laughs> now if this is just come out and done what most people expected which was nothing just sort of appeared would they have even looked at it, the pokemon company i think the fact that it's been <laughs> got such a high profile and they've seen the sales they're like well this they've got a bit of money these people it's let's, materiality let's right this. yeah it's like if you decide to launch any sort of legal proceeding there's going to be a cost and resource implication for your business and it's like do you want to yeah do you want to use your resource and is it worth your while using that resource for that so they obviously have to make a decision, and once it 
receipts, you know, gets to a certain point and it gets highlighted and everyone, everyone, the thing is they didn't say anything and everyone's out there like going, how are they not? Like, this is obvious. Like people aren't even going, whoa, it's a tenuous thing. People are going, this is literally a ripoff, like in almost every way. Like that's the narrative that, that I've heard anyway. Mm. So they've obviously felt a need to come out and clarify because people have been going, they must have signed this off. Like, they must have been spoken to. Otherwise, this wouldn't have ever made it out. Yeah. Um, and Pokemon right. Company have just come out and gone, well, we haven't done anything. And I think that's a, a shot, isn't it, off the port bow to say, look, like, we're giving you the chance. We're aware. We're giving you the chance to do something about this, perhaps, before we think about taking this one step further and issuing some sort of formal legal warning. But, uh, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't think it's a case of, I mean, I've seen some of the pictures and I don't think it's a case of just coincidence. Like it, it in some instances, it looks almost like a, like a lazy ripoff like of, of character models and Pokemon and stuff. Like it's, it, I don't, I don't know what they're thinking. Like you're asking for trouble, but maybe sometimes I think like, are they, is this a way of garnering PR? Because there's all that saying, isn't there? There's well, no such thing as bad publicity. No. And right? as soon and as, it's kind of like, what's, what's really got it stirring? People heard there's a new Pokemon, like is a Pokemon with guns game coming out or survival Pokemon game. That's what people are saying. They're yeah. referring to it as a Pokemon game, which yeah, immediately yeah. attached to, level of interest for people. Because if they just said, oh, mm. it's a, another survival game where you've got pets. Mm. Fuck cares about that. But as soon as yeah. every article came out and said, oh, Pokemon like Power World is mm. really... And that just... Yeah. Undoubtedly there is a way around it, though. Because, yeah. you, you know, Digimon was a thing for yeah. a while and you've had various different things that have been able to... Garner's favourite was Digimon. He was so, one of the, yeah, one of the only people I knew that wanted that over Pokemon. Yeah, it's a bit of a strange one. I was like, I don't know why you would take this. But there has been things that can exist alongside it. You can't just sort of go, well, anything that's like a pet that's like, do you know what I mean? It's, <clears throat> I don't know what the actual Pets. IP is. Yeah, I knew. I was waiting for that. Um, I think it just depends on a lot of things, but they've basically just said, look, we're, we're looking at it. And I think that's the warning shot that that yeah. was needed but i don't know where it goes like, i don't know again once but i mean i'll let the lawyers do what they need to do because ultimately as i said if there's any sniff of a case they'll be having it if there's not they won't and that'll decide the debate as far as i'm concerned yeah. there's a lot of people yeah. they've had people come out saying oh we've just got in touch with a senior character artist and they've said that it's quite clear that they've ripped off the models there's no way you could get these proportions yeah. you know without it being traced in some way so i mean all this stuff mm. if they've imported the assets on the onto their systems and then used them as a base that'll all be logged somewhere so if this does go mm. the full sort of nine yards then is it nine yards what is it, is it nine or ten yards whole nine yards in it why is it only nine it's nine yards to a penalty spot or something like that isn't it spot isn't kick that... that's 12 yards yeah i don't know it'd be an american ism wouldn't it I hope not. Whereas nine yards a thing in like, executions. It's something like that. Like this. Yeah, it's an American phrase. Hmm. Oh, nine. It's a film. The first usage was 
was the punchline of an 1855 Indiana comedic short titled The Judge's Big Show. Oh, I ain't getting involved in this. It's nonsense. <laughs> anyway, we'll find out because these lawyers will be having at it. And uh, any interest in playing it, I guess, would be the next question. I mean, it's on that PC. You've, it's on that Game Pass. You could just I mean, I'm, load it up on that PC Game Pass. You go, look, paper, jump on with hmm. me. I know we're enemies at the moment. This sort of... <laughs> Perpetual red, red. enemies for um, 25 years, some might say. Hmm. Um, no, I, 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 I haven't wrote it off. Like, I think if there was... It's, it's not on my immediate... I don't ever like the idea of just jumping on a bandwagon. Like, I, I'm like, I don't want to be... <laughs> I'm like that. Like, feels... Do you know what I mean? At, almost <laughs> at a principle, I'm like, I'm not doing it, but just because I'm just doing it because everyone else is. Like, I'm, yeah. I want to get involved in the hype or something, and I sort of automatically want to just sit here with my arms folded going, absolutely not. Um, but I'm not against it. Like, I think if there's an element of co-op or something like that, or if there's actually something substantial to it that makes it good to play and interesting and fun to play, then, yeah, I'd, I'd jump on it. Um, but weirdly kind of want to wait for the hype to die down. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why. There's absolutely no... It doesn't make sense, but... I kind of, if I do, I, I, I like to jump on things because I think there's merit to it. I don't like to just mm. be one of another number in a in a in a headline. In, interesting I mean? that they've only revealed like sales numbers <clears throat> mostly, eight million stolen. See, they're not. What's happened to these play, these people played engagement that Phil keeps chucking out? Wasn't that? Much, that that'd be much higher. About that? Where was oh, that? The concurrent users did come out, and it was like yeah. second highest in Steam history. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, so that, that did get That's released. That's the theme numbers. Yeah, but I want to know, it's on Game Pass. You have 50 million yeah. people playing it by now. They never talk million. to that shit, though, do they? That's what they care about, 50 million logons. They don't talk to that bullshit. They talk about how many people have subscribed to it, don't they? Something like that. No, they whenever they draw the line. Starfield's reached 12 million players. Huh? We'll see about power because I mean, another reason why I don't want to jump in is if it gets pulled down, then wasted time and investment anyway. So if the Pokemon mm. company have their fucking way with it and decide that it's egregious, that'll be gone anyway. So time lost. But then you miss out on the whole experience as well. You never got to experience it. Shut down. Pulled. There's plenty of YouTube videos. What happens there? there? If it gets uh, pulled, is, is it just dead money? Well, I think people get refunded. I would imagine there's a there's a yeah. there's a process in place for that, and I I would because yeah, I mean I would imagine Power World would be responsible for that. Should they lose a already spent it, I mean, mate? I mean, yeah, I mean there is that already paid the bonus. That's why you don't go after people with no money, isn't it? That's why they wait until they know they've got a bit of bank to sit on. Mm. So if you go after someone who's got nothing, they can't give you anything, can they? Whereas they're like, well, you wait sold. until you see them end of year accounts and then go right. Six mil in the bank. Go, go after him. If I was running that company, I would immediately retire now and just take a massive cut. Yeah, while I was own. Go, I'm getting out of here. The thing is, I look at stuff it. like this, and before they release it, like you must know, like if we were working on something and it's literally a rip off. Uh, of, yeah. Like, say we did. Say we just changed this whole format to be like Joe Rogan, wow. like, and we got big, like, and a lot of people, <laughs> we got a load of viewers, like we'd be sitting there going, well. We're gonna. We're not gonna be allowed to get away with this. Do you know what I mean? Or something yeah. like that. Like, I think 
they must know. So it'd be interesting to see what whether they like almost double down on it or whether they do sort of go, look, all right, we'll make a few small changes or something. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you I mean, it's, it's interesting. I mean, it's a Japanese developer pocket pair. I can't, I don't know they've done anything beforehand. So it's just one of those things that's come out of the bins and then, mm. you know, absolutely obliterated things. It's, it really is a sensation. I kind of hope they do just, there's no, nothing untoward and that they get left alone because if Pokemon Company is still going to churn out technical disasters, then they deserve a fucking punch on the nose. Maybe it's to mm. wake them up a bit, but it won't. Because it's cheaper just to roll out the toot and say, look, we've given you the open world, but it runs absolute dog shit. Imagine if they run something or they release something that would go on to PC and you could run this like beautiful, like it's just like the ultimate. That's the irritance of Nintendo being involved in this whole Pokemon company yeah. is that it's locked mm. to whatever shit. they do. Yeah, I mean, if they, oh, my, yeah, if they could get like Pokemon on PC, that'd be fucking. I mean, can you imagine? Maybe yeah. they'll see this. I mean, I subscription doubt. model like World of Warcraft. Uh, yeah, huge world, ever increasing. New, but it, it honestly, it's like the holy grail. But as you say, because Nintendo are locked into it, you're just stuck looking at it on a fucking three-inch screen, or mm. on a screen that don't run up to 1080p in 2024. Uh, well, new one coming. Well, this year. I don't want it. Uh, we'll see. We'll see about that. Anyway, Power World is success, but for how long? Only the lawyers know at this co- at this stage. So we'll track it. If they get pulled down, if they get away of it, we'll probably mention it as well. But this is Idle Game Chat, Dimp Digital's flagship video game podcast. Got apps here. And I'm joined by the current Fantasy Gaming League champion. It is Logan going against Mr. Paper in that endeavour. This is a grassroots and independent endeavor so any pennies that come our way is appreciated patreon.com forward slash dimp digital is the place to go and you can join our other patrons there who we are eternal we're not eternally grateful of because if you do quit like I, i'm not going to be eternally grateful to someone that yeah oh, look, i was a patron for two years and i had to stop okay well i'm grateful I, for the month that you subscribe yeah if you do it the next month i'm still grateful and if you stop i'm immediately not grateful yeah i think that's fair Grassroots, in it. Not corporate. We ain't got. To, we're not a charity, so yeah. we ain't got. We ain't got the time to be thankful. I've one of those those people trying to stop me on the way to the train the other day. I think honestly, you... it's my least favourite thing to do. Is because I I went I went out yesterday to go and get lunch, and I yeah. went to Sainsbury's, and they're literally waiting. They've got a little desk outside the door to Sainsbury's, oh. and I'm like. You think you're going to stop me and I'm going to go, oh, I'm fucking starving hungry and I've got 20 minutes until my next meeting. But instead of getting this lunch and eating it, I'm going to talk to you. Day better. <clears throat> I always give them the same spiel where I go, why is this more why important than the Why are you engaging with them? Well, I go, why is this more important than the RSPCA? 10 seconds. Because if you can convince me of that, then I'll take my money away from that. <laughs> yep. You've got to draw the line somewhere. So I go, what's more important than dying donkeys? Or little doggies and cats and people will go well this that and the other dying kids were but i'm like right w- w- but why <laughs> yeah there is 10 no. seconds there is no there, there is actually if you ever watch daytime tv there's, there's there is like a donkey charity yeah for a broad day it's it's horrible but yeah mm. well i was gonna say on the way the, 
that's I mean the Sainsbury's thing I kind of get they're going to get a lot of other people go in there mm. for whatever pe- reason people that don't work in London walk around there I don't know what they're doing I mean it should be for working only but anyway they do but there were these people outside the train station so you know you normally know get to the train station if you're lucky 10 minutes before it's due you don't really yeah, have yeah. much time to fuck about and it's most like an people where you're waiting around for two hours no, no, <laughs> like you, yeah exactly and I just thought you're not going to get to stop people aren't going to be like, I've got five minutes yeah. To get on that yeah. train, I've got to get through the gates because the smart car's not working this morning for some reason. <laughs> That's down. So I don't know why they're playing what they're yeah. playing at there. It's the wrong place to be going. But a charity we are not, and we will not be doing any outreach like that. Um, it'd be interesting to see what sort of response you get. Yeah. Just like knocking Dim on digital. doors. They go, what? <laughs> well, podcasting. Road. What do you do? Good yeah. cause. Well, we talk about gaming. They go, right. Yeah. That's me giving someone odd time when they're talking like there's a lot of like knife charities and mm. action and stuff in london they try and get you to sign up for so you got that me giving them odd time and then we're there is that what it was that's our <laughs> sainsbury's uh there's oh. no there is one particularly that hovers around um where i work that's always trying to do stuff and look i get it like I'm, and it's a tricky thing to do but i've got finite resources you can't i've got kids to look after animals to feed rspca to look after so, where do you where do you draw the line here? Where do you like? So, my argument's always the same. What? Why stop? And they go, we well, don't have to stop. And I go, well, I do, yeah. I do. So, if you want the money, it comes off of sick cats and funny rabbits and all that kind of stuff. So, you you sell it to me, yeah. and they struggle. They can't. Nope. Anyway, if you want to commit to our charity, Patreon dot com slash dimp digital the twitch channel's kind of died a death a bit um, not a lot going on there is there no i i am gonna get back on there but it's only gonna be wrestling so that really niches down any interest for most people i'm not gonna play it's hard properly. work though streaming like people think oh you just let it go where you're playing it's like we don't mm. like if people join no i'd never play like, something for the first time on there no that or yeah, anything story, no. It's just simply not going to happen. And even mm. playing any sort of action game really is an irritant because you need a bit of focus. So those strategy games are good. So I've done a bit of F1 mm. Manager. The wrestling sim's good. It's feet up. Um, the trouble is they're also the least interesting to watch. Like as a, So yeah. that's where the trouble is for it. So you get caught in this paralysis where mm. you want to enjoy it, but you don't want to then engage well, you don't want to engage with people but you, you know what's the point in streaming it really if you're just going to not engage with people that join because they would be like what am I here for mm. like so it's always a, a a tricky thing to do so I kind of always have respect for streamers that manage to do that effectively because it's a it's a tricky balancing act my favourite thing is sometimes when they lose their shit mm. yeah stop backseating you don't like it fuck off and i think yeah, yeah it is new place. people start doing that but um yeah twitter twitch.tv slash dim digital is there amazon prime i will start it back up. i mean hall was doing a lot of destiny and then he seems just to play it now and not not bother showing anyone i think he's so ashamed of the hours he's put in that is <laughs> uh he's yeah public i think it's probably fair to say it's probably his solo only game that he plays now still mm, which is a that is a terrible um, business <laughs> it's not where you want to be no 
There you go. Poor bloke. Anyway, we've got some SGO updates. Yes. We've got Tekken 8. Mm. It's finally released. He's on Paper's team. So he's finally, well, say finally off the mark as though he's been sitting there for free. But he hasn't. It's like he's got one out in January and laughing. And it's Salmon's pick. And it's a good one. It's a 90 that Tekken mm. 8 has come out to do. Now, we saw the 92s, I think, for Street Fighter 6. And then the 84s, I think it was, for Mortal Kombat. Mm. And this is above Mortal Kombat and below Street Fighter 6, kind of where people expect. I think a 90 was is a, is a great score for for this and um, i think so yeah i didn't expect it to do better than mortal kombat no yeah well this yeah i think it was what do i know great well no we don't know anything really but it's it's doing well so let's take a look at what some of the media is saying we've got ronnie barrier from ign big ronnie big ronald getting signed off Tekken 8 is an incredible evolution for the series with tons of single-player content, an excellent suite of training tools, a great online experience, and exciting new mechanics that make Tekken more dynamic than ever. So, that's pretty good. Mm. Let's go to Marcus Stewart from Game Informer. Cool, former Ipswich striker. Is he? <laughs> well, it was a song called Marcus Stewart that played for Ipswich. Yeah, he got a one-time England down. cap as well at some point. It's when Ipswich got promoted. What was the prem? Um, and then under the what's his name? They were years ago. Not now. Nineties. Years ago. It? Who was it? It was a Scottish fella that got them promoted. Oh. How many other no. teams end with Town have got to the Premier League? Ipswich Town, Luton Town. Are they? Is that how they? Uh, Luton. I don't know Luton. Luton might be Luton Town. I don't know. Yeah. Not um, many is what I'm trying to get. At, no, right? yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, there's probably more like than we think. Some of the well, they're calling South End City now, so they're really stretching. South End City, FC. yeah, I know. Yeah, rotten. What's his? Uh, I forget that. It's going to annoy me, but I need to figure out what his name was. All right, we'll come back to that. Eight point three out of ten from Marcus. Anyway, six goals a season at Ipswich. As a complete package, Tekken 8 doesn't reach the heights of recent rivals like Street Fighter 6 and Mortal Kombat 1, but when the match begins you're exp- and you're exploiting the openings to unleash flashy combo strings and air juggles, it remains a thrilling, if very familiar, one-on-one experience. So he's saying it's not as good, and I'm not going to go back through and see what scores Game Informer gave them to check if that's accurate or what Marcus even said. I would like to do that at some point just to catch him out if he hasn't scored them correctly. But he's um, still positive, but not not really as critical of it. This is the uh, the last of the the fighting game trio, is what I'd call them. Um, mm. which, as I said, Street Fighter's out, and so is Mortal Kombat. If you had to play one of these, what's the most likely one? They said, look, gun to your head, you need to put 50 hours into one of these games this all three of them are out you can check, choose whatever you want we're being kind in that sense you've got Street Fighter Mortal Kombat or you can try this Tekken what are you going to go for? Probably Mortal Kombat because hmm. that Once the is the one mm, I'm trying to think I did play Street Fighter as well like going back on like Mega Drive and SNES sort of days yeah um I did used to play either of those because they, they go back to that. I don't think Mortal Kombat was on SNES, but I'm pretty sure Street Fighter. Uh, I think it was, but they had the green um, blood. 
That's what they, that. they censored. Well, they censored it. Yeah, they put green blood instead of real blood because it was too violent on Nintendo's snares. But it's on. Um, it's on the uh, Mega Drive as well. I think, yeah, yeah. I think, I think it's because I played that on the Mega Drive, and I only ever played Street Fighter on the snares, so yeah. I just associated them with, with those. those consoles at that time. Um, Didn't know any better. So, Sorry? Didn't know, Didn't any, know better. any better. You're quite right. At six or seven or whatever I was back then. Um, so it'd be one of those. But I did also have the original Tekken on PlayStation. So it's yes. interesting. But I don't... I never played that again. And I never had any association with the characters. So that'd mm. be the last one I played. I think I'd probably play Mortal Kombat. Um, but I only used to play my sister on it. And I just used to beat her all the time. And I was like, well, this is easy. <laughs> I had no interest in doing single player stuff on there. It's basically just me versus my sister. Yeah. Um, so I reckon if I tried to pick one up at now, I'd just be like, what, what do I even do here? Just button bashing a load of stuff. Well, training modes. I think all of them have got training modes to various degrees, but mm. it will teach you the basics. I mean, Street Fighter has two or three control methods. One that's, completely simplified so a lot of the combos mm. you can do with just you know a couple of button presses rather than three or four it's cheating though isn't it yeah of course it is but if, you, if you're mm. being held at ransom of a gun chair just to play it <laughs> it's probably the easiest yeah. way to get through it so. <laughs> yeah, yeah no no doubt about that what's that one with the superheroes uh injustice I yeah. think that's the one that I'd be most likely out of anything to ever do that's the same developers as Mortal Kombat funnily enough so yes. yeah never mm. realm so yeah, then there's a little bit of contingent uh, continuity there. That's the one I've played recently. The story modes of those because they put some effort in. And in saying that, Street Fighter Six has got a strange story-ish mode, like a world tour. It's a bit like Yakuza. You're running around this world fighting like old ladies and leveling up your character and whatnot. Um, but you know, Tekken and uh, Mortal Kombat both have reasonably robust story mm. options as well. So they've started to interest in that. that. Like the idea of a story, mm. and then you're just—it must just be a case of setting the scene, yeah. right? As to what you're having a fight about, whether that's a cinematic and you land up there. But it's—I mean, it's not like playing through. I imagine like a like a proper story, like a Last of Us or or an Uncharted or something like that. Like it's yeah. never going to reach those sort of levels. But I guess I think I even remember. On the original Street Fighter that I used to play, that they added some sort of reason or brief cutscene or something as to why you were in Brazil and why you were having this fight. Like, so they did at the try end, and do they would it. have a little like story piece. Yeah. Because I remember Blanca, I can't, obviously, can't remember his real yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, Blanca, name. yeah. He's like, mum would come and visit him or something and then. He'd be like, mommy. And I was like, what the fuck is... Because I used to cheat. I was always him. He was a cheat character. Well, he used, I used to just to cheat sit even for... on the floor, just, and just constantly electric. electrified. Yeah. yeah, just over and over again. But I used to cheat even more. I used to get a second controller and press start. So the other... <laughs> so it was just a, a vessel to hit. But you couldn't do you that against that. Bison. The last fight, you couldn't do that to get the little completed story. So I had to always beat Bison on my own. And sometimes I'd lose and it would be... a tragedy for the disaster <laughs> but um yeah i remember just doing that just putting the next controller and pressing start beating all the turt all the way up and then just yeah putting all my eggs in that that one fight with bison all i gotta do is beat m bison once yeah and he was pretty tough because he had some weird moves but more often than not i'd get the better of him 
with old with old Blanca. Sometimes it was bullshit though. I'm adamant. Yeah, yeah, like whatever you do, true. it'd just be like hitting a. It just already decided that there was no way you were winning that fight. I'm yeah. adamant. Yeah, they, I think that. I, I, I think sometimes it knew I was cheating the system and be like, well, you know, <laughs> getting close this time. We've got another kid here yeah. trying to cheat the system. <laughs> Teach him a lesson. Let me do it. I remember being so disappointed when I did it on the last like the last boss with Bison and mm. his outfit, I remember, changed colours slightly. That's a bit weird. And then I beat him and it just sort of ended and nothing happened. And I was like, oh, it wants me to beat him as why he's the AI. I was like, hmm, this is annoying. And then eventually got to Taught him. him out. Got, yeah, got the better of him with a few characters, but... So it's Mortal Kombat for you then? Probably, just because I've got actually some... And I've watched the films and this and the other. I just think there's... I don't know. I don't know whether I've seen the most recent one. Nah. Nah, No, I mean, I'd say... I don't like Sully in a lot of those (laughs) films. In my mind, they're took by... If I watch them now, they're absolute garbage. Mm. But... Watching what's his name, Belgian fella, go around and fucking do all that sort of stuff. Like it, it, it's complete nonsense. Van Damme, that's it. Um, watching him do all that is just. But anyway, I think yeah, it, it'd probably be that. I mean, I don't. It's not like I'm a huge fan. It's not like I've got anything much invested in it. But I've got the most association with probably probably Mortal Kombat, closely followed by Street Fighter. Van Damme. For some reason, I thought he was just American Van Damme. Belgian, isn't he? Yeah, he is. No, you're right. I was like, oh, yeah. check that. I thought he's just had like a, you know, a, a European Van Damme name, but uh, I don't think that's his his real name. It's something like uh, Van Van. Yeah, but it's proper yeah, European yeah, yeah. from that from that one. But he's he knew Van those Damme. Yanks wouldn't be able to pronounce it. Yeah, so yeah. Van Damme it. does sound cool. Let's be honest. So yeah. he's done Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah, not Jean Claude Camille Francois Van Vandenberg. He says it's written in his <laughs> the second. passport. Or the, yeah. <laughs> but no, I think I would choose Street Fighter. I think mm. just go for the highest number rating and wash hands of it. You've gone for the lowest, so going for the toot. Now I like the yeah, idea it's... of that weird story mm. thing, that weird like single player mode, the World Tour, where you run around. Yakuza style, because that would be that would entertain me enough. Where it's different, yeah, that'd be enough for you. Yeah, I yeah. think that's fair. I mean, it, look, I, I've got no real interest in any of it, so it's like I'd rather not do any of it if I'm honest. But if Guns. someone, as I say, gun to the head, yeah. it'd probably be that Mortal Kombat. Yeah, it's uh, it's good though if you're in that into that realm. If you like those three in particular, you've had pretty good mm. entries into all of them. And, um, I thought people might be a bit sick going back to the actual <clears throat> like scoring and the the FGL piece. I actually thought people might be a bit sick of the whole combat style game, and this one might just be a bit of a victim of fatigue, coupled with the fact that it hasn't done great over the past couple of entries. I don't think, or as high as this. I thought, oh, maybe it wouldn't hit those notes, but. Hmm. After claiming that there's just going to be a sea of took this year, we've had some, you know, Apple getting into that 90s realm already. So, I suspect George Burley, by the way. Right. That's the Ipswich striker. No, Ipswich manager. Marcus Stewart was the top scorer in the Premier League when they got promoted. The manager was George Burley. 
No one cares, but it's just me satisfying my own curiosity. Well, yeah, it had to be done. It couldn't be left unsolved, that one. So anyway, we'll end it on that. George Burley manager, Stuart Stryker. Ipswich Town, one of the few towns to make it into the Premier League. Anyway, that's a 90 for paper and salmon. You've then landed like a dragon infinite wealth, which has also mm. scored a 90. The highest score in Yakuza game in history. I mean, it's quite a lot of entry. I think it's eight mainline entries. Yeah. It's pretty good going. It really has gone from strength to strength, this, uh, this series. It's what started out as a massively niche product that actually was only released in Japan and on PlayStation. Mm. They um, took a long time to localise and pour it over to Western audiences. And it's slowly over the last three to five years gained some gained some traction. Um, nine out of ten, as I said, is the, is the average here. Was you expecting that from Infinite Wealth? No. I mean... <laughs> You hope for it. Yeah. But, but You've got to live it, in the real world, though, haven't you? Yeah. I mean, I, I was expecting probably mid-80s-ish. Mm. Um, so it's at the high end, arguably, of where it could have been. So I'd, I'd absolutely take it. But I just feel... I mean, look, it's, it's great. Like, we've got a couple of games already that have hit 90. Like, laughing, really. But... Didn't expect any of these really to be at that level. It's it surprised me, but again, I always go back to it. What do I know? No. Well, Paper slagged this off. I remember on the draft, he was laughing at this. He slags everything off, though. He's, he's the ultimate mind game merchant. Nothing's yeah. on his list. Nothing's here. I haven't got that. Not interested. Right. <laughs> it's what he'd always say. <clears throat> yeah. Because he, he said... claims data. Yeah. Well, the date was there because, like a dragon, was in the last one. Got a um, eighty six, so it's on. It's in it's in the ballpark, but to breach the nineties, as we say, is always special. Whether it stays there long term, I don't know, but let's mm. hope so. Um, let's have a look at some of these bloody reviews. Oh, let's get PC game. PC gamer like the new Metro. They seem to shit on things a lot. Not shit on things, but always a grade or two below, which dumps some of the scores down. Conservative PC gamer Dominic Tarrison, stuffed with content. Infinite Wealth delivers a near excessive amount of urban crime drama adventures. 80 out of 100. So that's a bit short, actually. Not ideal from them. What about uh, Michael Hyam, who also scored it an 8. I'll find a 9 in a minute. Infinite Wealth takes one step forward and two steps back, leaving conflicted feelings amid its outstanding RPG systems and phenomenal character moments. But it's still an eight. That sounds like it should be lower if it's two steps back. That's in seven territory for me. Let's have a look. Tristan Oleg. Oh, God. Oh, you've done this before, haven't you? What's that one? O-G-I-L-V-I-E. O-Gilvy. O-Gilvy. Nonsense. Sprawling and frawling and packed with dynamic brawling. Oh, God. Like a dragon infinite wealth. What do they call that? There's a word for when they do that behaviour. Infinite Wealth isn't just the best turn-based like a dragon game. Well, there's only one other one out there. It's one of the greatest games in the entire series. All right, we'll accept that last one. Nine out of ten. Mm. So I need to say people are happy with this. I would like to play this, but I'm so far behind in the series that getting to this stage feels tricky. And I know it's supposed to be a new entry. It's got a new protagonist, but I'm almost certain that there's tires. This is the one where you said that they 
gave stuff away. That was the other like one. The man yeah. who raised his name. That's it. <laughs> like, well, now, <laughs> the title. Now, well, I can't understand what's going to happen at the end of the Yakuza Six. Then, thank you for that. <laughs> Thanks for that. But, such um, a shit name as well. I know, it's such it was unnecessary. unnecessary. It wasn't yeah. needed. It really wasn't needed from them, but they decided to do that. But yeah, I'm so far behind that it's going to just take a while to get through them all. That will be a project of mine to do over the next few years to get up to speed. At least you know it gets better. Like, it doesn't get worse. Like Imagine looking at that and it gets worse. You really want to play yeah. one that is good, but you know, you're kind of tied into it and it gets a bit worse after. At least yeah. you know you've got something to progressively kind of look forward to in terms of things getting a bit better. But. In, a, in a pre-Persona world where I hadn't gone through those games, yeah. 4 and 5, the fact that this had gone from action combat to turn-based combat would have been a bit of a concern because these mm. these last two are, are, um, are turn-based, um, but that's no longer an issue for me. But... Um, yeah, impressive stuff, impressive score. Sets you up nicely. Sitting there with 267 points, three games out, 89 average. Obviously, Paper's now made the mark of a 90, of a 90 average of one game out. He's got Final Fantasy VII Rebirth coming, Persona 3 mm. Reload. That Elden Ring DLC is rumoured to be sniffing around. And other things like Princess Peach Showtime. So it's all it's all going to start getting busy if it's not busy already. I mean, you couldn't have asked for much of a better start out of that. Your top three games are out, all scoring mm. over eighty-five. Two of them in the nineties. This is almost mm. like deja vu of last season. Should we just call it off now? No, no. I've got some real concerning ones that okay. I feel could go either way. Um, so <laughs> which what, which what have you got any in mind? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I've. I, but I, I still feel like they could do well. I've got some decisions to make. I, <clears throat> I still think the potential's there, but whether I do... I think it depends. Like The problem is, I think because some of my games have done better than I thought, mm. <clears throat> I can probably be a bit more conservative a bit further down the line. Mm. Um, so I think that's where I'm at for it. But I think it also depends on what Papers games do because sometimes you know it depends where you are like if you look at what adkins did last year like he could have been more conservative and sealed the title but yeah he tried to be more risky and it it it, it didn't pay off so Sweet. it's good that i've got some good scores out early doors because it kind of takes the pressure off but i think papers could do well as well so we could be neck and neck going into into the spring yeah Absolutely. So you mentioned Adkins. Adkins is the one that's got uh, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, which was his, well, I don't think it was his top pick, but that's what he ended up with in the draft because he was a bit further mm. down the order. So he'll be <clears throat> he'll be pleased with that. In terms of the Grand Prix, that leaves us with Biff's still in the lead. He's got his three games out, average of 84, 251 points. Salmon and Adkins both tied for second with 90 points, 161 points off the pace. Adcock, Parkey and Hall, still no games out. So they are 252 points off the pace. No, 251 points off the pace. And Hall sitting with a minus five um, penalty as well. So he's a bit further away from everyone. So Biff, Salmon, Adkins, <clears throat> all off the mark. And um, good stuff. Interested to see where that goes. Biff's the first one with the old 74 of that another code recollection or recollection that we talked about the other week. But mm. um, 
things will be coming thick and fast and it will start to iron things out. I'm waiting for the first real blow, like a big game to come out and cost someone. Because that, that another code recall, I think people will just shrug shoulders at that. Like, well, I don't know what you're thinking, but it's there. Like, what if Rebirth comes out and shits the bed? Well, so, Senna with Saga Hellblade 2, Phil craps another one out and shrugs his shoulders at it and goes, well... <laughs> it's possible. It's, it's, it, you don't write anything off. Like, no. There's been a couple that have now come out that have probably been higher than you'd expected. You can bet your ass a couple come out that just tank that you just didn't expect as well. Yeah. Here's one for you. Yep. This, I think this, I'm glad to have seen this because I was concerned that it was just a Ronnieism, but this has right. proven that there's other people out there that suffer with this complex. Dragon's Dogma 2 director says he doesn't like fast travel because it can mean the game is boring. Quote, all you have to do is make travel fun. Okay. Quote, just give it a try, he said. Travel is boring. That's not true. It's only an issue because your game is boring. All you have to do is make travel fun. That's why you place things in the right location for your players to discover or come up with an enemy with enemy appearance methods that create a different experience each time or force players into blind situations where they don't know whether it's safe or not 10 metres out in front of them. This man's speaking to my heart, isn't he? I hate fast travel. I think it's one of the most reductive things in gaming. But obviously, it's a great convenience factor. Mm. But... My view has always been the same. Why are we playing these open world games if we're just going to fast travel from point to point? It might as well be a linear game at that point. Mm. You might as well play a game full of corridors, but Hideki Itsuno is saying, look, it shouldn't be like that. So I'm hoping, that sounds like he thinks he's got some tricks up his sleeve for Dragon's Dogma 2. Now, if it comes out and it is boring to go from area to area, he's going to have egg on his face because he's come out and said this. Mm. But um, what do you make of all this? Fast travelling in game is a pile of shit, unless it's contextualised. I've said that for many times, but I, I completely agree with what he says, that the reason why people fast travel is because the travelling's boring, but that's that's not an unsolvable problem. Like it, in, in reality, no. in a perfect world, it should all be engaging, shouldn't it? Going from point to point, exploring and doing the main quests that are in certain locations. So I'm happy to see someone that's seemingly going to address this i think it depends right no yeah because <sighs> there's no depending sometimes i don't want to be bothered uh, sometimes i've you're telling me you give me a quest to do and i've got something that i need to get and i've had to, had to do a load of work i've had to de defeat a boss i've had to pick something up i've got to take it back somewhere i don't oh. want to get in any more combat Right. Be and combat. The, you might just see someone that you've got to rescue. They're going, help! I don't want... I just want to focus. I want to get this quest done and move on to the next. I, sometimes, like, I think about Valhalla, Assassin's Creed. Right? <laughs> yes. big, big map. Pretty big open world. I ain't going to go from fucking... I don't want to, I don't want to be snowed up in travelling between England and Ireland. A load of sea. It's not that it's not interesting, it's just it'll take a fucking long time. Make the sea like, more engaging, make little moments Do you, do you know what I mean, stories. though? I think all of a sudden, where do you draw the line? Yeah, I if think, it's, no I fast think loading between zones is different, though, well, when you're loading the new map. Well, this what is, is what I mean. What we're talking about is you're on the zone, you've got to go from north to south, and the reason why you fast travel is because there's nothing to do. 
or it's just easy and convenient to do it. I mean, yeah. look, I think there's a if you take something like GTA, right? The yeah. best part of GTA, I find, yeah, is the in between. Of course, so there's there merit go. in it. But I think if correct at last, if you were going from one island to another, hmm. like if you, I, I think it depends on the scale and what you're doing, because vast swathes of sea are never going to be fun to traverse, no. especially if you want to transmit scale. Like a lot of these games want you to feel the size of the map that they've created or the world, because that's part of their like the design if you like so if all of a sudden i've got to spend 10 minutes fucking going from one side to the other a game that i would cite as well is runescape right something like that it's about 50 years old i know but you're constantly doing quests involve you going to speak to so-and-so go back to here go and investigate there go and get that do this solve Mm. a part like and there's no other real form of transport other than running Yep. Like and it's fucking irritating to but have to run. But that again, that's because the the world's not that exciting. Just naturally, it's just it's just a you know dress. You know, it's a, a backdrop. Yeah, yeah. But if that wasn't there, it'd be a real fucking pain in the that's ass. That's what he's saying. Look, make it exciting. Right, but you don't. I, I'm not saying exciting has to be because then it becomes Redemption. a pain in the ass. Random if encounters. I've to, if I've got to deal with something, mm. then that's just becoming an inconvenience. And then all of a sudden, I can't fast travel. And in between point to point, I've got to fight. If there's players there, if there's PvP, if I've got to fucking just have a battle to get from one side of the map to the other. Like, I think, a tough world out there. I think there's a time and a place for it, and I think it also depends on the game. I agree with what he's saying. Like, make it, make it part of the game. Like, Grand Theft Auto is a prime example mm. of fun travel, but they've just sussed it. Like, they've got, you can get a plane, you can fucking get on a bike, you can run, you can. You, get a boat like you've got all these different options there is merit in what he's saying but i also think in some games like you just want to get through it like you don't you, that isn't the good part <laughs> of the a, game <laughs> this, that's not the good part of the game you want to get to the part that is good that's a sickness with the, what is good though you're doing fetch quests that's part of the problems they're making you do to it like you've got to design if you design the game better where you're not feeling aggrieved having to run from zone to zone you know, the sometimes it's life. I've got to go and I've got to go and get fucking. I've got to go to the shops. Well, right, I've got to go and get shopping. No, yeah, well, no, this is what I'm saying. I've got to go. I can't. I can't afford online shopping. I can't pay the fee. I'm on a budget. Well, take that fucking <laughs> RSPCA money away. <laughs> Not me. But the point is, you're on a budget. You got to go shopping. The fun bit isn't getting in the car. You just want to get there and get the shopping done. So if you could cut out that. Going to what's, work. What's fun about dropping some fucking seeds off to the bloke in the other zone? That's not. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing fun about that. There's different oh, no. games and there's different. Per- but what I'm saying is, I think there is a. T- I think I think he's right, but I wouldn't want to see it removed. I want the option. Oh no! The, this, yeah, so it does have two fast travel options, but they do yeah. come with some caveats. They've got these uh, port crystals. They're located mm. around the land, so like most games, specific points where you can fast travel to and from. But you've got to use a rare item to to do that, which I think is fair enough. Mm. Like if you want to do it, you've got to do a bit of work to get the the fairy stone mm. to do it. Um, and then there are these carts which you can use to fast travel along certain routes, so routes with roads, almost like a not mm. a taxi service, but like a cart service. Mm. And randomly, that 
ride can get interrupted by blocked. You know, it could be an accident on the on the road that mm. ends up being a ambush. There's goblins that might try and so it could is is like a there's a dice roll chance that you get interrupted. So mm. actually, your fast travel option is interrupted, and you know you've got no choice but to get into a battle. Um, which I think again is a nice little compromise. It's not always going to be easy street. Like you might occasionally have to fucking get out and deal with something and then get back on it. Or he's even saying mm. that something might come along and destroy the car and you have to walk the rest of the way. So he's claiming dynamic moments that could happen. Uh, but what, how do you feel about like God of War then, like using the... Right, so my problem... Yeah, yes. There is definitely an issue with that. The, the thing that gets out of jail is it's contextualised, isn't it? You walk through that door and you walk out, it's all in the world. What I can't stand is when you just go, oh, Cyberpunk, right? There's a metro system. So you fast travel from one metro station to the other. You can fast travel just randomly as well. It just goes to a black screen, goes back. And I'm like, okay, on the metro side of things, that's fine because I'm riding, you know, I don't need to see myself riding the train. But mm. then you look at the time it took for me to get from station A to station B, like the in-game clock it hasn't changed. So it's instant. So it's a lie. Mm. The metro ain't that fast. It would, it would have cost me an hour of in-game time potentially. And it hasn't. So... Yeah. It it comes down to how it's like Zelda's the easy one because you've got a little Sheikah slate and in the game you fade up into the world and then fade mm. back down. It's like, okay, it's magic. I'm fine with that. I yeah. just don't like these lazy approaches like, well, it's fast travel and it just it just skips, you know, a big portion of the game. Like Yeah, uh, I mean I do agree with that. I think it I think it should be part of the world. And I'm comfortable with that. Like any game like RuneScape, you can travel from point to point or you've got certain Hmm. equipment that allows you to fast travel to certain points because you've got that equipment that lets yeah. you do it like that it's contextualized but my point is is that in itself isn't wrong like it's, it's fundamentally wrong like, that's it's, it's, the piece that morally like, all of a sudden if we're saying that it's God unethical boring because the, tra- the the game's boring like it's just not but the point the simple fact is is if you want to have a good game where you do the fun parts there needs to be an element of traveling and traversing the world yeah. but like you want to get to the action scenes you want to be throwing your axe like and that's where you want the game developer as well to be focusing their resource to make that interesting rather than making it interesting to go from fucking one point to the other like, and in some ways, That's it's good priority, to do that. Like, but I, I find it a weird thing to get snarled up on. Like, he said it. It's his words, not mine. I know, but this is what I mean. I think it's unfair from him to say that games are boring if you don't enjoy travelling. Well, no one, no one finds travelling in any form generally fun. It's an exception right. to the rule. If you've got a fast car, it's fun <laughs> to drive it. But most people can't afford a 200 grand car to drive it. Some people don't even like driving. No. Don't even like travelling. No. So you're never going to win, right? And then in games, apparently, all of a sudden, you've got to just make all this stuff really good and spend a load of time yeah, on... The point is, why bother tra- then? Why bother make it an open world? Why not just have it as a linear action experience that just cuts from one segment to the other and truly cuts all the time? That. Well, yeah, like, I mean, that's fine. But I still think like there are, that you can get benefits. This is like the lowest priority thing Highest. Like, in terms of fun. Like, and this, I think everyone gets snarled up with fast travel, going, ooh, it's, who gives a fuck? If I can get from one point to another where I get to do the bits that I want to do and cut out the bullshit, like, I'd rather that be the case in real life. I wouldn't want someone to say, no, you can't just fast travel to work. 
Oh, what? Because it's not... No, I don't want to do that hour train journey. I'd rather have an extra hour in bed. Like, it's not the good part of my day. But he's Let saying you can make it. it the good part. You can make it interesting. That's the that's the argument. The reason why it's boring is these trains are boring because they're fucking boring. He's saying, look, you can fix it by making that part of it engaging and actually exciting. The same with like the Zelda games. Yes, there's fast travel, but mm. people find the exploration in that game hugely gratifying yeah. because it's fun to just explore the world and do all the, the other stuff. Yeah. So, but sometimes if you're still doing shit and getting shit done, you go and then getting shit on a fast travel, you do it. Yeah. Weakness. You don't just it? completely rule it out and go. It's not ruling rule it out. One. You've got the little stones to use. So if you want to use it, you can. But yeah, I'm fine with that. You'll so be I'm, missing I, out. I don't. So I disagree that it should be fundamentally press start, pick a point of the map, transport. Like I mm. disagree with that. Unless for some reason that is part of the game. Like it's one of your powers. You can fucking materialize yeah. and dematerialize. But like that's largely going to be an exception to the rule. Mm. Like the cyberpunk one that you outlined, like is wrong. Spider Man, Metro System. Well, that speddings too. You know, you can just do what you like. Yeah. So I don't. I I do agree (laughs) with you that if you're going to include it, there should be a way that it makes sense. I disagree that it should just be a free for all, instant teleport from one point to another like there should be a compromise of some sort whether it's point to point or whatever it is like yeah i i agree with that but i disagree that it's because in all cases that the travel's boring like travel is inherently just time sync yeah like, but it's, it's a video game you can make it uh, anything as boring as or exciting as you well, want that's, it that's, depends that's in the, the it's in it's got to be contextualized with the game like yeah, well, yeah. you can't all of a sudden in grand theft auto have fucking magical powers like nope. but, but you can get a taxi service and skip through you can you can places. get in a taxi or you can do you can get on a bus or whatever it is or you can just use Nicole! one of the modes who's that roman What's that? yeah 4? yeah roman yeah, 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 yeah taxi service yeah. Yeah, he did, yeah. He got tamed from here to here. Yeah. yeah, I do remember that. And I did use that a few times. But in the end, I was like, this is actually more boring than me just stealing a car and thrashing right, it around. Cause, yeah, because, yeah. I mean, that's the advantage of having city-based games is there's more, you know, immediate mm. dynamic things that can happen. But I, I don't yeah. mean, did you play Red Dead 2? Yeah. Because they made this, as far as I remember, they made the fast traveling that a bit of a pain to get to. You had to go to a book and you could only go to certain areas. But... I never was even once interested in fast traveling because, again, Rockstar tend to make their open world so dense that you don't know what you're going to stumble across on your on your journey. Sometimes there might be a woman on I remember the side of the road. There's this woman asking for help, and there's a decision for me to make: should mm. I help her, or if I wanted to, I could have just tied her up and murdered. Like, is like I never had any urge mm. to fast travel in that game because I the, think there was just, like you could progress as well. So this is one thing yeah. I do like: is like give me an incentive to do it. Yeah. Like, like I could ride the horse and I could improve some of my horse riding or my horse's stamina or something like that by doing it and the bond. Yeah. So there was an incentive that I would get out of doing it. It wasn't just doing it for the sake of it. So I think I was more incentivized to do it because of that. Yeah. Um, I still feel like I could teleport or transport from camp to camp, but there was, you had to go to a book. It it wasn't, as far as I remember, it wasn't like, 
just pick, just open the map and choose to go to that point. Now, you had to go to your camp and then to open the book in the camp yeah. and choose the settlement, I think. Is yes. How it used to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's, yeah, you um, are right. Yeah, so you'd have to go back to the camp or you'd. That's it. Because that, your save points were there as well. well. I'm sure you had to unlock yeah. it. It wasn't like immediately there. So. No. It was. But again, um, once you get to a point where you're doing things at scale. It's like even if the incentive's there, like it's it's a significant time just to and you had to keep fucking pressing the button, that oh, circle button or whatever it is, to keep that fucking horse and bashing the horse, man. Come on. And you're thinking you're doing that for ten minutes, you go, fucking hell, I just But that's part um, of also like not to get stuck on Red Dead, like the fact that your horse could die. Like mm. if you fast traveled more often than not, you kind of remove a lot of that mm. danger or that element of it, because you keep it you artificially yeah. keep the horse safe. Whereas yeah. I remember running, going from point to point, and I was being a bit careless running across the fields, and there was this small cliff, went straight yeah. off the end, horse fell off and broke its neck. And I was like, good Lord. That just I wouldn't have happened. telling me about this. That, yeah, that Heartbroken. Was, I was. That just would not have happened if I had just chose to use the camp <laughs> method. So, I don't know. I think there's all... If you can do it right... I would encourage people to not fast travel. If you're doing trophy cleanups at the end of the mat, like if you just want to like yeah. get your trophies and finish up the hundred percent, obviously. Um, but I think playing through the game as naturally as possible, I would recommend. But I know I'm, it's me and this, it's me and fucking Etsuno that think this. So I, I, I think it's I think it's fine. But I think my point is leave it Etus, there. Etus, it no. serves a purpose, oh um, depending on what you're doing and what sort of game it is. But I don't think it automatically means your world's uninteresting or boring. I think sometimes it's just a case of the fun stuff in that game is elsewhere and you just want to get from point to point to the other fun stuff that's better. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. I've butchered his name badly. It's Suno. Oh, no. Bullshit. That's because... So, Video Games Chronicle have written his name in two different spellings. In the bit I just highlighted, they spell it I... T U S N O, but it's actually I T S U N O, so it's it's Suno. So I had it right, you fucking right. I need to be reporting this. Chris Scullion on the bad list for spelling the bloody name wrong. In the dog. Would, would he do that at the surname Smith? Wouldn't have thought so. Hmm. Wonder what biases Chris has. Anyway, let's end it on that note. Leave people with the, the hanging question that everyone wants to know the answer to. Uh what do we have coming up at the end? We've got We've got Little Nightmares 2 Enhanced Edition. There you go. So we've got Little Nightmares Complete Edition, or whatever it was called, uh, a couple of weeks ago. This is the second part of that game. Looking forward to the third one. Now, I think in this one, I note that there's like an AI companion with you, which is fine. It was interesting. And I think we speculated on whether the third one would allow a player to control that person. And I was a bit like, huh, yeah. I don't know whether that would be... Like if it if it becomes reliant on a human to interact, it's almost like it has to be a two player game. Like Unravel Two, I remember we we bring that up. Mm. Now I did some research. I think they are planning to have that controllable by another person. So concerns online. You babysit me through it. Yes. Now you got to drag me through it to spoil your whole experience. Well, that's what I mean. I'd rather just stick with the AI, the dumb AI. It's probably more intelligent than most of the partners that I can wield together. But no doubt about that. Yeah. So, but I'm interested. Obviously, I'm interested in 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 this series, even though I crapped away with that first one. Um, <laughs> slight slight giveaway of the game. I might have been a little bit more positive about the second one, but the third one is being done by the uh, 
until dawn devs. So yeah, uh, interested to see what they get up to. Anyway, no more waffling. We've got Little Nightmares 2 Enhanced Edition coming to close out this edition of Idle Game Chat. So we'll see you on the other side. Here we are then, back with some game impressions to close out this edition of Idle Game Chat. You got apps here and the resident referee Logan. And we are here to talk about Little Nightmares 2 Enhanced Edition, which is key, which I'll explain later on. But Logan returns to do the piloting on this one. Just for context, we have done the Little Nightmares OG or the Little Nightmares Complete Edition. I gave my thoughts on that, put it in the botchling bin. So already two is under pressure. Because I ain't yeah. happy with what I've just played, and I've gone straight into this almost. So. And you're yeah, and you're already riled up on it because we've yeah. literally gone. Back for, to well, back. I mean, wow. we've gone back to back, which is business. unusual. Well, yeah. well, we do, yeah. I think it's a good one to go back to back. So I even suggested to you, do we put them in together? And you're like, nope. Two individual games, which mm. I think is the right thing to do. But stretch the content yeah. out. Which I keep saying about these <laughs> game passes, keep stretching it out. Get people coming back for more. Chop it up yeah. into digestible bits that people can have little by little. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, if you haven't listened to that, it'll be, well, I'd like to hope that we've put that out before this. Yeah. I expect so. So you'll have to go back. I don't know what episode it'll be on, so I can't even tell could, you that. I don't know anything. Six, could have been six months ago. Who it knows? could have been. What, what bizarre order I put them out. It might even put this one out first. Really sting people. <laughs> Telling them to go back and find yeah. a review that doesn't yet exist. No. And these aren't ever standalone now, are they, these reviews? These are just bolted on to the yeah, podcast. Indeed. So you'll have to go and find the podcast with said review and, and deal with that first. Well, to help um, people out, I do name the episodes the game that gets the highlight at the end. Just because... Well, I can't think of... Because otherwise it's like, what sort of shitty news fucking <laughs> title do you put in? Whereas this just simplifies it. It's just yeah. the game that gets highlighted, done, feet up. Yeah. So go back and find it, I think, is a message because it will probably be the genesis to this conversation that we've, yeah. ironically, me and you have just had, but could be six months apart in terms of what the people are listening have. Indeed. So there you go. What do they call it? Groundwork laid, homework yeah. done. Foundations. Foundations laid. So here we are again, Little Nightmares 2. Um, cards on the table, assuming that you played this on the PS5. Indeed, yeah, I got the enhanced edition on the, on the PlayStation Five. Yes, yeah, it's a native edition. What's interesting about that, actually, which I didn't know, was mm. that um, Tarsia Studios did the original and did Little Nightmares Two. However, the enhanced edition, which is the PS Five and Xbox Series, and I think PC got a native version of this or a upgraded version, was done and developed by Supermassive Games. Now, Supermassive oh. Games are the people that do the Dark Pictures Anthology. Um, they did... What was that fucking other one called? That survival... Horror. They did Hidden Agenda, actually, ages ago, but that was a phone-type game. But they did uh, Until Dawn, The Quarry. Mm. So these are games that have been reviewed in past... Again, episodes, you want to go and find them. So Supermassive handled, I guess, the... Well, the enhanced edition of it, so that the port, which has just better resolutions and frame rates. I don't think there's any added content necessarily, but they spruced it up. What's interesting about that, leading into Little Nightmares 3, 
is that Tarsius Studios are no longer going to be developing these games. Supermassive are going to be doing them. So that's, in a way, more exciting for me because I like Supermassive and Tarsius' last outing got crapped on. So we we wonder what's going to go on there. And uh, Supermassive are going to take it over. There's trailers out there. And I was like, well, is is this now the perfect partnership? I guess we'll find out when the game releases. But yeah, just an interesting note there that this particular version was actually done by Supermassive. So I think it's because Tarsia got uh, purchased by a... Um, I don't know who it was now, but they basically got purchased. And the I think it's Embracer Group who... Fucking, I don't know what they're doing, but they'll probably be going under soon if they're not careful. But Bandai Namco, publish it, own the IP. And Bandai Namco work very closely with Supermassive on the Dark Pictures anthology for the horror game. So they've clearly gone, right, we've got this IP. Do you want to go at it? Little 2.5D horror puzzler. And they're like, well, we'll do the enhanced edition, see what the, the code looks mm. like. And then they've greenlit a third. So there we go. There's the law for you. That's the backstory. So, rich backstory given on on this. So, little enhanced edition. Nice mm. little Brucey. Um, where do you want to start? Store page. Yes, let's do the store page and see if it's just as bad as the little Word original salad. little Word salad. I think it is, to be honest. I had it up a second ago. I glanced at it. Here we go. So... Oh, the Enhanced Edition was a free upgrade if you had the PS4 version. So it weren't one of these little, you got to buy it again jobbies. So mm. anyone that's got it that's in their good. library and not played it for whatever reason, and you've got mm. a PS5 or a Series X or S, then you can upgrade it to this at no extra charge. Yeah. Return to a world of charming horror in Little Nightmares 2. A suspense adventure game in which you play as Mono a young boy trapped in a world that has been distorted by the humming transmission of a distant tower. With Six, the girl in the yellow raincoat as his guide, Mono sets out to discover the dark secrets of the signal tower. Their journey won't be easy. Mono and Six will face a host of new threats from terrible residents of this world. Will you dare face this collection of new little nightmares? So not as big a word, Sally, but still trying to be too cute with it, I think, is the feedback. I'll they always there. just chuck a lot of words, like extra yeah. words, I think, is the only way to describe it, that yeah. are completely unnatural in how you would usually talk in, yeah. your, in your day-to-day. So, yeah, it always, um, it always surprises me a bit when I, when I hear them. Hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's arguably more of the same, but by the sounds of it, different character or different lead name if i remember rightly from from the original one so correct is that is that so it's a slight departation from well format here's the key you've for throughout the majority of the game you've got a little co-op buddy with you a little ai buddy which is six who they're referencing that store page so there are instances where you're on your own you get split up or whatever that's standard with sort of companion type games you ain't going to be together all the time but for a large portion of the game you've got her by your side who sort of runs around and do you know what that she really helps out just sometimes when you go to a room and you think where am i going here they just go to the door and look up at it and you think oh they're going to boost me up and open the doorway there's nothing else for us to be getting squabbled in with but mm. what that adds is much i think nicer puzzles a bit more complexity is being allowed because you kind of got a 
get her into the right position, then you've got to go in the right position. You don't control her directly, I must add. And it's it's paramount that the AI isn't a complete shit brain. And fortunately in this, mm. she's not. She's very much there to assist you. And no, I think they kind of recognise that having her just point out small details like where to be boosted and stuff just takes away an element of fucking about. And you sort of become to appreciate having her around because of that. And that builds sort of a sense of accountability because you're mm-hmm. kind of, you're almost like looking after that. You, f- you find this sort of girl quite early on. And you feel like you're kind of looking after that. Even though she's very much holding her own, helping out with the puzzles, you're still sort of the lead. You're going out into most of the dangerous stuff, but you kind of want to make sure you both get through this experience as unscathed as you can when it comes to Little Nightmares 2. Interesting. Hmm. So, takes the edge off it, is what I'm hearing. Mm, I don't think it takes the edge off it, but it certainly, I think it gives you a different dimension, like I said, with the the mm. concern for someone else rather than just your own skin. Because you know if you fuck mm. this up, you're both gone in this instance. And obviously oh, from a story so perspective... Up in the stakes. Yeah, I think it's up in the stakes, absolutely. And mm. from a story perspective, it offers some you know interesting ways in which they can go. And from a gameplay perspective, well, it just sort of smooths out some of the rougher edges. Like, even in an instance where we go back to these chase scenes, which I like from the original, they are in this game. There's a little bit more complexity to them. There's sometimes things firing projectiles at you. And six leads the way. So you kind of know, you know, I've got to run to that box to hide here wait for the shot, then go. Do you know what I mean? So there's, mm-hmm. there's these little yeah, subtle yeah. sort of hints that having her around just helps you with. Rather than you trying to figure it out yourself and dying consistently, there, there are, and it's not all the time, it's a puzzle game, you're working out a lot of this yourself, but there are just instances where they've recognised that it might just be handy to have her lead the way just a bit so that you don't die unnecessarily and stupidly. And you still will yeah. die. Like you've still got to execute, you know, the path and whatnot. But at least you know what the path is, and you're not getting fucked about by getting it wrong. So, yeah, I, I, this was a great addition. I wasn't really expecting. I kind of knew because you look on the artwork, and you can see her in the artwork. And I wasn't sure how that was implemented. Whether they're just sort of a, a character that comes comes in and comes out. But throughout mm. the vast majority of the game, she'll be there, and you'll be going through this world together and using that two person dynamic to overcome the puzzles and escape this fucking horrible world you've been lumbered in again. And what's interesting, I guess, from a law perspective is six is the girl from the first game. So those that this have played is, will recognize the raincoat and be like, Oh, little bit of a sequel continuity going on there. Yes. This is what I was going to ask. Cause I know that obviously you, you played this with the, with an iron little nightmares three and, and ensuring that you had the rich backstory, there is continuity yeah. between the games then. Only in that sense, I would say. I think there is some subtle, more direct links between the two games. But I would say, if you were just coming into this, you could quite easily get away with this because the first game, you sort of left wondering exactly what happened. And mm. it's not a dissimilar situation here where nothing's explicitly spelled out. There's no... They interact with each other like through animations which is fun to watch, but there's no dialogue between them. There's no explanation of why she's there, who she is or anything like that. So you could come into it and not really need to know about what's occurred before. Cause I don't think it's overly important to little nightmares too, 
from that perspective. Mm. It's just an interesting little nugget, I guess, for those that have played it. And if you've seen any of the trailers from the first one, you'll immediately recognise the yellow raincoat. So that's kind yeah. of the giveaway that it's going to be going to be her. Interesting. So obviously, we don't want to specifically address some of the questions that you had on from the first review, but what did you feel like? And I, I want to judge this as its own game, but obviously referencing some of your experiences in the first one, I think that's fair to do so mm. because you're naturally going to put that as kind of the, the line in the sand and then it's going to go either stay where it is up or down from that position, right? So yeah. do you feel like, you know, by, by the sounds of it, graphically it should have been, or at least in performance, a, a step up? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I think so. I think it is definitely on, on that perspective, a step up. Is it a generational step up? No, because actually this was originally released for yeah. PS4 and Xbox One and that, that lot originally. And it came to, this enhanced edition came later. But it certainly looks probably a little bit nicer, I'd say, and runs maybe a higher frame rate. But the, the, the other one didn't look bad or run badly. So, yes, it's an improvement, but it's not enough to really hang your hat on and say core real upgrade so a little a nice little running boost i think more than anything by the sounds of it a little bit of a spruce up Mm. so it's a puzzle platformer i assume we're back to that yeah we're back to the puzzle platforming it's very much the same kind of idea just with a different take on it different environment Mm. different enemies you've got a partner with you for the you know a, a, a huge chunk of the the game and, and throughout uh you can in instances this time also pick up certain weapons to battle off smaller enemies so it kind of introduces that as an element whereas in the first game it wasn't really a a thing mm. you were taking on always these big things and stealthing your way through this does have a little bit of i wouldn't call it action because i think it was stretching the 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 dictionary by doing that but there are yeah. elements where you can defend yourself and you're not completely helpless which gives you a little bit of a sense of empowerment but again you come up against one of these big fucks you ain't gonna bat them mm. away with a fucking hammer it ain't gonna work so you need to just get on your fucking bike and um <laughs> and get out of there or stay out of stay out of sight really so i guess the thing that is gonna make and potentially break your experience is the puzzles so, how did you find the puzzles? Yeah. Little nightmares too. I mean, they were they were they were fine. Okay, got they were fine they were, in a good way. Yeah, yeah, they were fine. They were good. I thought they were nicely balanced. I had a few head scratches, but nothing that broke my brain. Um, I liked, as I said, I keep mentioning you got your little co-op buddy with you. I like the fact that she's kind of integrated into a lot of the puzzles. They do some interesting things with certain puzzle types and tropes that you might have seen before. And generally, I felt that they were well balanced. If you fell or failed in certain elements, then, you know, the the checkpointing felt like that was resolved to a certain extent, wasn't Mm. completely crapped on and expected to do several sequences in one go, at least in the times that I died. Again, there may be a part in the game where that, that becomes a problem with people. And that relieved a lot of the puzzle stress and any any combat or stealth stress and they uh they stuck the landing i guess when it comes to the the puzzle element for sure 
Well, that is uh, an upgrade, shall we say, from your experience at times in in the original, which is good. And I always think that sometimes having a buddy in whatever form it is, AI or human form or whatever it is, is adds a bit of um, adds a, a good di- dimension, I think, to puzzle yeah. solving. And you've, you know, one of the things that you and I have both liked about Inside Out, for example, was that kind of co-op puzzle mm. element that is introduced where you've both got to do your part in it to get through. So I think that does add another layer, I suspect. And as you say, she she perhaps gives you a minor, minor hint of what the next step is as well. So yeah, um, sounds like a, a nice little upgrade there in terms of experience for you. The, the is there worst, anything else? Well, the worst thing you can do with a co-op buddy is mm. make them a burden. Like an yeah, unnecessary yeah, you kind of carry them through. Yeah, and they absolutely mm. don't do that. Like, I mean, I think there's there's elements where sometimes a game stretching for realism will take it too far. Like that, mm. well, there's nothing worse if you had a cult buddy and they run out of cover and get seen. It blows the whole spot. That's not a problem yeah, yeah. here, either through the fact that Six just keeps herself out of the way, or that the enemies don't tend to recognise her, or maybe they. Maybe they didn't see it. So I think that if you're going to do that, you have to just sort of allow for those instances to play out or design them in a way that it's not a problem. They, they've done that. So she wasn't a burden. She wasn't a pain in the ass. Very much a, an aid. And I think that's the way to go. I mean, there's there's instances mm. where they do just get in the way, these cult bodies. They haven't got the intelligence. They don't offer anything other than verbal diarrhea than just to, just to talk to you and add fucking backstory and whatnot sarky comments when you're not getting the puzzle yeah. right and you're like well hang on you fucking mm. sort it out but generally really well implemented and it's not an easy thing to do because i've played many a game mm. where they struggle with that and it's sort of like well perhaps you should play it co-op with a human and that's not an option here but usually yeah. that's the get out clause it's like well it's a co-op game now not a single player whereas they've mm. done the needful to make this a, a single player experience with a, a, a co-op partner that's controlled by the AI who knows what to do, knows exactly what you're asking of, doesn't just not react when you call her to do certain things, reacts in the way that you expect and is consistent throughout. And mm. that's, a, that's a huge plus to the game, having that in there and executing it to a, to a high standard. Yeah, it sounds like a, a real positive for it. Is there anything else that you feel like they either rectified or that they did well um, in in this one? I think there's, there's other small quality of life improvements. Mm. Like in the original, you pick up a key to go open up a fucking doorway. You pick the key up and you have to fucking hold it and drag it and it's heavy, it takes a while. Mm. In this one, he picks it up, you know, it fucking shrinks somehow and he puts it in his pocket and you just run to the door and he gets it. Just small things like that. I think they realise that aren't adding to the experience. Dragging that key across the room for 15, 20 seconds ain't adding anything to it because the player knows what to do. They just want to get there. So little yeah, small yeah. tweaks like that absolutely helped it as well. Um, I like the variety in the environments in this one. I mean, it's pretty good in the first one, to be honest, but it's definitely a, an upgrade here. The stealth sections, they are still there. There's still mandatory stealth involved, but didn't feel as egregious. Again, maybe I was just better at this game or it connected better, but I didn't have any major problems with that. The chase scenes are back. They're good fun. And overall, just 
yeah, it was an enjoyable experience. And I was coming off the first one thinking, well, what have we done here? What an, what an error to have just bought into a franchise without even touching the first one. Because like I said, if I played that first one and then hadn't already committed to this, there's a good chance two got chucked in the bin. Mm. But uh, fortunately, I'd already done it, already bought it and thought, well, we've already committed to this. Let's, let's see how it holds up. And pleased to say it was a much more enjoyable experience. Execution was better. They clearly learned lessons from the first one and yeah. at least implemented it and didn't put heads up asses. So... Uh, a very good sequel in that sense of the word. So interested to see what the third one's like, because this will be a super massive project from start to finish. And uh, it'd be interesting to see what those guys can do, because I have enjoyed a lot of their games previously, despite some of their shortcomings. They're always good value. And they are sort of like the de facto horror studio at the moment. They're just pumping out decent games in that genre. So I'm interested to see where it goes. New stewards taking over for Little Nightmares Three. Yeah, do you think they, do you think they had much of an impact on this one, or was it just a polished job? I think it's just well, the fact that they're only credited in the enhanced editions suggests to me that it was a polished job. Now, were there, mm. were there inconsistencies in code? Were there inconsistencies in glitches that they picked up on or were able to smooth out? Perhaps, mm. but I do think you have to give the bulk of the credit to to Tarsia Studios because clearly the design of this one was in my opinion far superior than the original like I, I don't believe that that Supermassive went in and added checkpoints for example I don't believe they certainly didn't add in the co-op element that's there from day one they certainly didn't do yeah. the AI for it so I think it'd be it'd be nice just to crap all over Tarsia and say well they did the first one then Supermassive took over and saved this one but I can only see that they clearly had a much better product shipped here and that Supermassive come in, spruced it up for, for current gen and then been handed the keys to this to do what they with what they please with in the in the third one. So mm. hats off to Tarzia because they, they pulled this out of the toilet for me because it was in the toilet, it was in that botchling bin. So the sequels don't usually get a chance at it, but I'm glad that I made that stupid decision to have committed to it all because I may well have just walked away from the franchise at that point. Now I'm geared up, I'm ready, I'm I'm excited for Little Nightmares 3 based on playing through 2. And uh, yeah, another sort of short weekend experience with people, five and a bit hours, three, four sessions. Mm. You know, a nice little digestible palate cleanser and always on sale for... 12 quid even less than that so you can always find this lurking at a price that i think will appeal to people and um we will see what happens with the the third one but pat on the back for everyone involved for little nightmares too so yeah i mean you know broadly by the sound of it they you know your feedback on on the og was the good idea lacking execution and you feel like they actually enhanced the idea almost by the addition of this kind of co-op element and nailed the execution of it. Um, yeah, they didn't need to introduce um, the co-op element. Not, at no, no point was I thinking that would enhance it. In fact, I thought they'll blow this if they're left to do it. But f- fair play, it was implemented really well. So now it's like, does Free have that element as well? Probably. I can't yeah. even from the trailers, to be honest. I haven't gone back and watched them. So... Mm. possibly what i'm wary of is that if it does have a co-op element like let's keep saying co-op i don't feel like really companion really isn't it because co-op suggests two people playing but my my fear is that they introduce it and say it's now two player 
yes. as an option and therefore the same care and attention is not put into the AI companion mm. being up to snuff, but that may well be staying up at night thinking about things that ain't going to happen. So <laughs> shouldn't really be concerned about it. I know what you mean, though. You think, are they going to take that one step further and... Um, get, get cocky with it. Like up. Was it up? Oh, there was an Unraveled, sorry. Yes. Yeah. But like Unraveled, they did that. Um, I think they did with Unraveled 2, didn't they? I think that was yeah, mandatory yeah. co-op. I, I don't yes. know if the first one was. I don't think it was. It was no, sing- it wasn't. Because I wanted to play that, and I was like, well... Yeah, it's like all of a sudden, <laughs> it's the kind of, or nothing. Yeah, and you go. Well, I mean, it's not the end of the world, but no. going from a if, you, if it's if it's a standalone game, it's fine to do it that way. Like inside yeah. out, they went there. You go, that's it. But um, yeah, it's strange when they go from solo to co-op experience. It's a bit strange. I think you can do Unravel two with just one. Okay, but just control both. The, I think you might I don't switch. know. I think yeah. Which, uh, it's, not ideal. It's obviously meant to be played as a co-op, but um, yeah. so I think by the sounds of it, it's kind of ticked those boxes. Is there anything in it that you didn't much like, or that reminded you of the things that pissed you off in the first one? I don't think so. I really don't think I had problems at all. I mean, there's, there's one puzzle I got stuck on, but again, that's all mm. part of the course. Didn't get stuck for that long either. Um... No, I mean, really, this is this is what I was looking for at the first one. Yeah, yeah. And it was just a much more, for me, a much more consistent effort and a, and a more of a, they stuck the landing on it. So that's all I was after. Because I always, as we spoke about before, I envisioned this idea being exciting to me and being something that would tempt me in. Mm. But the execution wasn't there. And in this case, they've kind of, the same sort of baked bean tin cans there. It's just that they haven't, they've cooked it properly. They haven't tried to fucking take the salt out or whatever they try and do these days, all these foods. I do like, like the way that you've gone with this baked bean uh Well, it does what it says in the tin, doesn't analogy. it? That's actually romsil, isn't it? If I remember yeah. correctly. It's nothing to do with baked beans. or It's just a tin. <laughs> I'm fine with it. It's just not one that you've ever used before. And you've no. just gone for this baked bean analogy. Of, yeah, but you know what you're getting uh, with baked beans? the salt out. <laughs> you, know what you, you know what you're supposed to get with baked beans. And when it doesn't, you open it up and you have them. You think, that ain't yeah. that ain't what I asked for. And this was, it, I always just thought this was, should be, I say easy, because it's not easy to make any game. But the idea of it was enough that it would be, tempting to me yeah yeah and this mm. is what the outcome is it's like yes this yeah. is this is it you know is mm. it a game of the fucking generation contender no but it's exactly what i was wanting from the first one and yeah, yeah. got mm. so pleased so well is there anything else at all that you want to just give a noteworthy mention on little nightmares too no i don't think so i think I like I've covered everything I've covered it all and you know, people can probably guess that it's not going to be going alongside its brethren. It's a, the OG in that botchling bin. It's just a case of where on our particular award scale I feel like giving it and recognising it. So I'm uh, happy to reveal that when you're ready. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think this has definitely gone the way that I, I arguably expected the, the first one to go in that it seemed mm-hmm. like it was right up your alley. Um, I guess it's just how far up. I don't know if you should say how far up your alley. It doesn't quite sound right, but you get what I mean. It's like whereabouts uh, on the award 
So what you call it, award gallery, well, which one does it get? Does it go bronze or does it get an ultimate seal of approval in in a platinum? That would be unbelievable. Let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Look, it's a solid. It's a solid game. It's good. I wouldn't mm. say it's necessarily great just yet. So it probably excludes it from the gold areas. But it's a really good game and one that I enjoyed. So therefore, Little Nightmares Two Enhanced Edition Silver. Yeah. I don't know what it's I got mean, to do to get a goal. I don't know what else it could have done. I just think some games for me have a ceiling that it's not going to... It don't matter what, how good it is, how well you execute. Unless it has some mind-blowing... I think it would need some sort of mind-blowing story to go along with it. And it, yeah, yeah. And whilst it has a, a narrative there, again, it's told in this way where you know, you're never told anything. You just experience it and you put mm. together the, the pieces yourself. So... I think that's what is what it's missing. I'm, I've always been a bit of a story in a law hound, so things that yeah. deliver that tend to get in there, or things that perhaps have a they, they do things that are unexpected. This very much does what you'd expect it to do, and 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 delivers well on that. So therefore, it's recognised as a, in my opinion, a silver grade or a silver ranked game, and that's where it will be recognised in my personal exhibition. Yeah, I think that's fair. You know, I think sometimes games have a maximum for the budget slash design slash idea that they've got, right? And, um, yeah. you know, the challenges for them, if they want to take it further to to change it and, and improve it, then, you know, they can do so. But silver is no, uh, certainly no disgrace. No. Especially considering the last one went in the bin. Well, so, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, you could, oh, yeah, absolutely. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't tipped for that, so it's uh, it's recovered the franchise in my eyes. And there's part of me that thinks one day I should go back to the first one with all my knowledge and just play it. But I just think I'm going to get frustrated by the certain the same. Oh, no. I, know, I know the same bits that I blew on the first one. I'm going to blow again. So yeah. I, I dare and yeah. tempt myself with that ridiculous idea. But I don't think you should feel like you've. I think it's always a temptation, isn't it, when you don't enjoy something to think I is it me? Blame yourself. Yeah, think, oh, I never oh, do. I blame those no fucking but... prats that made it. Exactly. I gave them money. It was on. It, it, funny enough, it was on. I had it on PlayStation Plus, the original, but it didn't mm. have the DLC. And I don't like buying just DLC and not having the game owned. Yeah, yeah. So I bought the game with the DLC. I think it was like seven quid for it all, and I was like, well, that's you know, at least I've got the whole package. Yeah. So yeah, I think it makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't like to have these DLCs and not the game because as soon as that subscription runs out one day, it all you've got You're nothing. Stuck you're... up the creek without a paddle. Yeah, I'll pay the extra couple of quid to have it in that library as long as that library stays accessible. Knowing Sony, yeah. in five years they'll shut all that down and go full restart. Sorry about that. All. Yeah, <laughs> fucking be irritating, but no. Please with Little Nightmares 2 and definitely on the hunt for Little Nightmares 3. Depending on when it comes out and what the, the release date is, it may already, may already have been revealed, but I just know it was 2024. This mm. could be a day one Just jump on. If it comes out the same day as like fucking Persona 3 or something ridiculous like that, sorry, but no. But, yeah. you know, if it comes out and there's nothing around a, a week either side of it, I mean, it ain't going to be a 20-hour game. It's going to no. be another five ish hour maybe it's a tad longer but something that i can probably crank out in a couple of weeks tops mm. perfect get in get out review it done, done. 
No complaints there. there. That's where we are, the Little Nightmares franchise. One in the Botchling bin, which was the original, complete edition. And now we've got Little Nightmares 2 Enhanced Edition. No uh, DLC for this one. No, like, expansion. Yeah, it didn't have any. Mm. It had, like, a... Has like again like cosmetics, like you can put different hats on and stuff like that. Blah blah blah, that sort of stuff. It also has this this sort of in the early game you can do this sort of extra puzzle that unlocks another hat. It has in there, and it's kind of like a, a little five minute detour. It has that, but no full blown like expansion like the original did, which is like new character mm. in the same setting, sort of referencing the the the, the core game. They they done away with that, so not sure what the rationale was there, but happy with what we've got for Little Nightmares 2 and we'll be continuing to look out for what Supermassive does from the ground up with Little Nightmares 3. Anyway, a silver for Little Nightmares 2 Enhanced Edition and nothing more for us to say other than thanks for your time and ta-da. This was a Dimp Digital production.